0: A story. Fill up the pages. Sing a little song. Keep me around. Keep me with you right by your nightstand. Keep me around as long as you can. It's it's,
1: it's a going.
0: Hello. Everybody, our far flung massive fan base,
2: how y'all doing tonight?
1: <laughs> the cat just decided at that second to like really loudly scratch his neck at his collar.
2: Good. At <laughs> least there was no licking sounds. This is ADD Storytelling, the podcast in which we explore the myths and legends of our time, the past, the present, and the future in no particular order and sometimes with less than perfect focus. My name is Tucker, and I'm joined, as always, by our Diaphanous Neurodivergent host, Maddie. What is going on tonight with you, Maddie?
1: You look sleepy, too. Are you sleepy?
2: I Actually, I think I just hit that wall. Cool. It's been a weekend. The end of a little mini-vacay, and I'm feeling energized, but I'm also, I'm just, I'm reeling in those relaxed vibes still. I'm on island time.
1: You're on island time? Yeah. The San Juan Island? that yeah. we were on?
2: Orcas Island. Orcas yeah. Island? I'm feeling it. I've got the power of the whales just careening through my veins. I didn't
1: see any fucking orcas, so false advertising, Orcas Island.
2: It's truly some bullshit, but...
1: Some bullshit.
2: I many still bones. have not
1: seen orcas, and I live in Seattle. It's like the whole thing.
2: There's an orgy of bones upon that island, though, and that was fun.
1: Peepy bones.
2: I did stumble upon a bone meadow. That's a tale for another time. What's the tale for this time?
1: So today we're talking about demigod Maui. And
0: that's the name of the demigod? Yes. Okay.
1: Polynesian in nature. Most likely pronounced Maui. As in like each vowel is really pronounced. Versus the Americanized Maui that we say.
0: Yeah. So the
2: island of Maui is presumably named after this deity or demigod?
1: I assume so,
2: yeah, it but like it doesn't specifically assumption. say that. Okay. It's like how we assume that the state of Arizona is named after those 99 cent delicious tall boy teas. <laughs> it's safe to say, but I've never like verified that independently.
1: So the two myths that we're really going to be focusing on are Maui lifting the sky. And Maui snaring the sun, so I was thinking sky-themed, would be fun.
2: Okay, so those aren't, let's see, like, principal tales of Maui, but just two selected?
1: Well, they are really popular ones. Okay. And So,
2: just to ask, is Maui kind of associated with, like, a sky god? Or a heavenly body?
1: Well, before I get into what Maui is, I want to... I want to talk about this source because it's actually really it's interesting. what
2: you love to
0: do.
1: Yes. This is Legends of Maui, a demigod of Polynesia and of his mother Hina by W.D. Westervelt, Honolulu. And it was originally published by the Hawaiian Gazette in 1910. Yeah. It's a really interesting book because they have, like, legends from all over Polynesian islands, which is interesting. All the different variations and then, like, the little collective opinions.
0: Anecdotal side stories, or like homespun interpretations of them, or
1: like different versions on different islands, and then also like the collective knowledge that everybody knows about Maui or other gods. Okay. So it's kind of like
0: so like local folktales kind of intertwined with it.
1: Yeah, all of these legends are really similar, even though thousands of miles have kind Of spread them out over islands because the Polynesians were nomadic in nature.
2: Yeah, the, za- the diaspora has led to several different variations on similar tales,
1: mm-hmm. not
2: unlike what we discussed in the shape shifting tales of Africa.
1: Right, and Maui is also a shape shifter and a trickster, so that's fun.
0: Uh, so many. And once again, oh, <laughs> Maui, Enki, Loki, uh, Kitsune? There was Anansi. another one. huh? Anansi. Anansi? Yeah. They all end in I. And then set. This is a joke I've already used on this show, but I still find it endearing. Yeah. Yeah, you're like
2: exasperated by that one. Because I know I've used it now twice on the show, but I would argue probably somewhere between 123 times in our daily life.
1: <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Yes. We're back to it.
2: We never left.
1: I'm extremely tired. So let's see if we can get through this with all of my usual charm and aplomb. But I, I, I'm not sure.
2: <laughs> your standard fare, your exuberance, your radiant effervescent energy, and your high octane deliveries. Let's go for it. Kicking
0: into gear. Counter enter Vin Diesel and hit that NOS switch. I see it simmering under the surface. Your emphasis on family. Your bald head. I don't... What are you even talking ever-developing about? Ever-developing dad bod.
1: So crazy. Okay, so... These are legends throughout Polynesia. And... Basically, Maui could be found in the single islands or island groups of Baudich or Fakaofa f Fiji, Futana, Gilbert, Hawaii, Hervey, Huahine, Mangae, Manihiki, Marquesas, Marshall, Na'uru, New Hebrides, New Zealand, Samoa, Savage, Tahiti, Tuana, Kokelau, and Tonga. Right. All of those places. Yeah. Some of those places I definitely butchered pronunciation-wise. Sorry. We got New Zealand as well.
0: You said New Zealand.
1: Oh, I did. Good. Okay. Um, (laughs) So he's a demigod, but he is, he has like older brothers, right? He's the youngest brother and he's the only one that has supernatural powers. All of his older brothers are just normal men that do normal stuff.
2: So among his siblings, he is the only demigod.
1: That's right. And his parents. Are both gods, technically.
2: Which is the god from whence he uh, was either sired or mother? Did I just say whence? Which is the god? Like, is the, is the god <laughs> from on From whence his, he came. Yeah, is the god on his father's side or his mother's side?
1: Well, his mother was the moon goddess. Okay, so... So that's that one.
2: So, same father among the brothers, then,
0: different mother?
1: So, I think they all have the same parents, and I think... They're both, both of their parents are gods. Yes?
2: Then they would all be demigods, and he would be the only one without, he would be, the other ones wouldn't have gotten powers, but they would all be demigods.
1: Okay, well, I'm not the one that made that distinction, you made that distinction.
2: I'm, I'm inferring this, yes.
1: So I'm saying Maui's the only one with powers. Okay. He has older brothers.
2: But just from a technicality standpoint, wouldn't the rest of the siblings also be demigods?
1: You're correcting yourself right now. I am. Okay.
0: <laughs> Just yeah, saying. I'm not
2: correcting you, by any means. Once again, to correct myself, if both the parents are gods, then wouldn't... How is he a demigod? I thought demigods, and maybe I'm speaking solely from the context of Greek mythology, but I thought demigods were always the, the offspring of a god and a mortal.
1: Yeah. Okay, so here it is. He was one of the Polynesian demigods. His parents belonged to a family of supernatural beings. He himself possessed powers and was supposed to make use of all manner of enchantments. So he was a shapeshifter. He was super strong. And he could basically be extremely tricky and kind of do things like pull up islands and lift up the sky. And has a bunch of spirit power. All of those things.
0: Yeah. The MacGuffin. Of spirit power.
1: Right. And also. Whatever he, that
0: might mean in
2: any context.
1: He had human roles. So like he lived with humans. He did human stuff like cultivating land. Being like fishing.
2: Stock trading.
1: And there is a whole tale where he like really sucks at fishing. And everybody scolds him for sucking at fishing. And he just tries to trick his brothers into letting him go on his canoe. So that he can like take credit for the fish that they caught. It's like a whole thing. Ah. Uh, but. So he might have been a little bit lazy.
0: Tag along fishing trip. Well, I mean, it doesn't sound
2: so much lazy as it just sounds like the nature of a trickster god, trying to fool people for his own benefit, correct?
1: Yeah, he's mischievous. Most of his deeds, though, are in benefit to humanity and other such places, so that makes him kind of a nice trickster god, I
0: suppose. Do you think there's a drag queen with the name mischievous? Probably. Seems like, boy, That Seems like a choice name. Based
1: on where you are, the origins of Maui are different, but I don't want to go into all of them, so we're not gonna. <laughs>
0: Glad <laughs> they're included.
1: it's a thing. So, he could also become invisible, change his human form to an animal form, so he could do it by being tricky and smart, or he could do it by smacking the shit out of you, or
2: okay. otherwise, to yeah. by force. So, like, his super strength, or his,
0: you know, temporal manipulation.
1: Indeed, indeed. Okay, let me shift over to our first tale, Maui lift in the Sky, and like I said, there is sort of like a jumping between versions of legends in these.
2: Mm, based on where in the diaspora this
0: tale comes from. Yeah, so details. there's some
1: context, and then we get to the tales themselves, that kind of thing. Okay. So... Maui's home was for a long time enveloped in darkness. This is Maui lifting the sky. Did I say that?
0: No, you didn't say that. But you also just said
2: it was enveloped in darkness.
1: Enveloped. Yeah. Let's just start over, shall we? Maui. <laughs> no, I really liked that
0: though. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right, we'll keep it then. The heavens had fallen down, or rather, had not been separated from the earth, according to some legends. The skies pressed so closely and so heavily upon the earth that when the plants began to grow, all the leaves were necessarily flat. From other legends, plants had to push up the clouds a little, which caused the leaves to flatten out.
2: I and therefore, growing trees versus like shrubbery
0: and grass. Because so, when they say flat, as it pertains to leaves, leaves are flat. Yeah, just kind of in general. I feel like this separation hasn't occurred yet.
1: They're explaining why the leaves are flat.
0: Ah, uh, the presence of the pressure of the heavens upon it. Mm-hmm. It's
1: cool. Yeah. After a long time, according to the Hawaiian legends, a man supposedly Maui came to a woman and said, "Give me a drink from your gourd calabash, and I will push the heavens higher." The woman handed the gourd to him. When he had taken a deep draught, he braced himself against the clouds and lifted them to the height of the trees. Again, he hoisted the sky and carried it to the tops of the mountains. Then, with great exertion, he thrust it upwards once more and pressed it into the place it now occupied. Nevertheless, dark clouds many times hang low along the eastern slope of Maui's great mountain, Haleakala. Yeah? And descend in heavy rains what upon was, the hill... Were you
0: just trying to pronounce the name?
1: Kauiki. Uh, Haleakala. But they dare not stay, lest Maui the strong come and hurl them so far away they cannot come back again. They're talking about the clouds. Mm. A man who had been watching the process of lifting the sky ridiculed Maui. <laughs> Maui.
0: Uh, yeah, that was good.
1: <laughs> ah, Maui. This
0: is strong. This is a strong start. Mm. He lifted Maui.
1: Ridiculed Maui for attempting such a difficult task. When the clouds rested on the tops of the mountains, Maui returned to punish his critic. The man had fled to the other side of the island. <laughs> Maui rapidly pursued and finally caught him on the seacoast, not many miles north of the town now known as Lahaina.
0: Mm.
1: After a brief struggle, man was changed, according to the story, into a great black rock which can be seen by any traveler who desires to. Um, localized legends of Hawaii.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I've heard of this place. It's <laughs> like a giant volcanic boulder right on the on the beach.
1: A Samoan story is similar to the Hawaiian legend. The heavens have fallen. People crawled. But the leaves pushed up a little bit. But the sky was uneven. Men tried to walk, but hit their heads. In this confined space, it was very hot.
2: The skewed sky? They'd bump their head upon it?
1: Yeah. I love it. A woman rewarded a man who lifted the sky to its proper place by giving him a drink of water from her coconut shell. A number of small groups of island in the Pacific
0: oh, have... That's a pretty lame reward.
2: <laughs> you just moved the sky and you're just get a sip of water for it?
1: Well, in the Hawaiian one, he drank it before he even did it. No, I know,
2: yeah, and it seems to me there was something more to that. He was drinking from the Calabash. It seemed like that was some kind of, like, invigorating, like, Serum.
0: Or uh, spirit, if you will. No pun intended.
1: Well, I think a Calabash is just a container to hold water.
0: True. You know, a no.
1: gourd thing.
2: No, any liquid, not just water. That was the thing. It didn't specify said liquid. I and this guess... one is just like, here, have some water. <laughs>
0: That's true. But it's
2: also after the fact. It's It was specifically uh, called the... <clears throat> I don't know which... <clears throat> oh, I just aged 50 years. Um. It was specifically called, uh, the reward for having lifted this guy. Whereas yeah. beforehand, it's What's just
1: What's happening like, to your voice? You're doing, like, a sexy voice now. Uh,
2: this is sexy. It sounds... I sound like Max Mom
0: from It's Always Sunny, in my opinion. Okay. But if I find that sexy, I'll, I'm gonna embrace it then. Let's keep going. <laughs> Still need to enunciate. I'll do my best. Okay. So we had the water reward. Right. Yeah. One of the Ellis group of islands, New
1: Island, says that the serpent began to lift the sky. Wait.
0: What serpent? To serpent lift the sky.
1: The, the people clapped their hands and shouted, lift up, high, higher. But the body of the serpent finally broke into pieces, which became the islands.
2: Come on,
0: gotta get higher and higher.
1: And the blood sprinkled its drops onto the sky and became stars.
0: Did I miss something
2: integral to this? Where where did the serpent come into play and from whence is it bleeding? I'm going to use once again.
1: Well, so in some places it's Maui that did this, right? Yeah. In other places it's a serpent or an eel.
0: I didn't. Was that stated?
1: On a different island.
0: I heard that we were on a different island.
1: So that was the transition there.
0: I see. I meant that.
1: A different Samoan legend says that a plant called daiga, which had one large umbrella-like leaf, pushed up the sky and gave it its shape.
0: Hmm. That's some Zelda shit. I love it. it. Wouldn't be an episode of ADD storytelling if I didn't just shoehorn in a video game reference. I apologize. I guess so. Actually, no, I don't apologize. I own that.
1: So in New Zealand, legends say that heaven and earth have never lost their love for each other. Here's a quote. The warm sighs of earth ever ascend from the wooded mountains and valleys, and men call them mists. The sky also lets fall frequent tears which men term dewdrops. Uh, the Menihiki islanders say that Maui desired to separate the sky from the earth. His father, Ru, was a supporter of the heavens. Maui persuaded him to assist in lifting the burden. Maui went to the north and crept into a place where, lying prostrate under the sky, He could brace himself against it and push with great power. In the same way, Rue went to the (laughs) south and braced himself against the southern sky. Then they made a signal and both pressed with their backs against the solid blue mass. Gave way before them due to the great strength of father and son. Then they lifted again, bracing themselves with hands and knees against the earth. They crowded it and bent it upward. They were able to stand with the sky resting on their shoulders.
0: Is this kind of like a human pyramid scenario?
2: But well, they're just... no,
1: they're in different places, but they can signal to each oh, other. Oh, but
2: they're just like, uh, they're cr- not crouching, but kneeling and pushing up with their back. That's against right. The
1: sky? Okay. So Maui's in the north, and his father is in the south. I see. They heaved against the bending mass, and it receded rapidly. They quickly put the palms of their hands under it, and then the tips of their fingers, and it retreated farther and farther. At last, drawing themselves out to g- gigantic proportions, they pushed the entire heavens up to the very lofty position with which they have ever since occupied. Hmm. But Maui and Ru had not worked perfectly together, therefore the sky was twisted and its surface was very irregular. They determined to smooth the sky before they finished their task, so they took large stone abses and chipped off the rough protuberances and ridges, until by and by the great arch was cut out and smoothed off. Then they took finer tools and chipped and polished until the sky became a beautifully finished blue dome, which now bends around the earth. So that one's cute.
0: So even they knew that the sky was domed.
1: Yeah.
2: And yet we're having Arched. this debate now. I guess Flat Earth believe believed we lived under a dome. Never mind.
1: Well, they're people of sailing. The sailing is of huge significance to Islanders. Oh, absolutely. So it makes sense that they would know that the fucking Earth was round because they're going over the horizon constantly.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or seeing other ships do that.
0: For certain. This is the significance of the uneven sky. Like, what does that
2: translate to in our, like, current understanding? Like, what was rectified there? Because I couldn't really understand what what that was alluding to. Was just that they'd like built an off-kilter like dome? The heavens were just out of skew.
1: When they pushed it up, they didn't do it in a regular Evenly. way.
2: Yeah.
1: So it was all jaggedy until they fixed it. And made it a smooth dome.
0: I see. So like in the way you would whittle out like the the inside like the bed of a spoon, they they crafted the perfect
2: convex? Concave? I always mess this up. If it's
0: Concave.
2: That would be concave. Yeah, they smooth out. If you're the con- thinking
1: about the concave part being
2: the inside,
1: the inside, yeah, like an upside out. down bowl. Yeah,
2: exactly. Okay, that's beautiful. I love it. Sorry. And that was um, also Maui and a, a father.
1: Father Ru, yeah. supporter of the heavens. That's often said to be Maui's father, and then his mother, or grandmother, is Hina, or the moon, moon goddess. goddess. Well, it's kind of like it her relationship to Maui varies based on location. But I, I think like in Hawaii it's like for his mother and they live kind of across a river together. So like he's um across one river and on the north bank and cultivates a thing and then Hina lives in the a little cave on the other side of that river. Okay, here we go. Kirby Island myth as related by W W Gill. States that Ru. Sad face, girl. <laughs> the father of Maui came from Hawai'iki, the underworld or abode of spirits of the dead. He found men crowded down by the sky, which was a mass of solid blue stone. He was very sorry when he saw the condition of the inhabitants of the earth and planned to raise the sky just a little. So he planted stakes of different kinds of trees. These were strong enough to hold the sky so far above the earth that man could stand erect and walk about without inconvenience. This was celebrated in, the, in one of the Hervey Island songs Force up the heavens, O Rue, and let the space be clear. That was the quote. It's not much, again, rhythm wise. <laughs> for me, to do. I'm not a good rhythmer, as we've found out. A rhythmer?
2: Yeah, no. I mean, that. <laughs> you don't have rhythm?
0: <laughs> I'm not a good rhythmer.
1: I'm not good at making up rhythms.
0: What is it, the line? Force up the heavens, O oh, Rue, and let the space be clear. Force up the heavens, O oh, Rue, and let the space be clear. I mean, the
1: first line didn't seem to go with the second line, but I appreciate the exuberant effort. I'm
0: just trying to
2: give it something. I'm it's trying good. to bring some energy here because
1: you 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 seem like you're deliriously tired which is crazy because I'm the one that should be deliriously tired at this point.
0: Is this?
1: <laughs> for this helpful deed Rui received the name the supporter of the heavens. He was rather proud of his achievement and was gratified because of the praise received. So he came sometimes to some the Did he get some water
2: from a coconut?
1: and the beautiful sky resting on them. Maui the son came along and ridiculed his father for thinking so much of his work. Maui is not represented in the legends as possessing a great deal of love and reverence for his relatives, provided his affection interfered with his mischief. So it was not all that strange that he laughed at his father. Ru became angry and sent to Maui, Who told you youngsters to talk? Take care of yourself, or I will hurl you out of existence. Maui dared him to try it. Ru quickly seized him and threw him to a great height. But Maui changed himself to a bird and sank back to the earth unharmed. Then he changed himself back into the form of a man, and making himself very large, ran and thrust his head between the old man's legs.
0: Alright, here we go.
1: He pried and lifted until Rue and the sky around him began to give. Another lift and he hurled them both to such a height that the sky could not come back. Rue himself was entangled among the stars. His head and shoulders stuck fast, and he could not free himself how he struggled until the skies shook while Maui went away. Maui was proud of his achievement in having moved the sky so far away. In this self-rejoicing, he quickly forgot about his father.
2: So he essentially, he Turkish wrestled, Turkish wrestled his father into the sky so hard that he became entangled with the celestial bodies and in his writhing and
0: struggle to to free himself, thus pushed the sky farther from the earth. So he
1: lifted and hurled him to such a height that they couldn't come back. Mm -hmm. His father is up there embedded in the heavens, as you said. Mm -hmm. The sky is shaking as he's doing that. Mm -hmm. And eventually Maui forgot his father and Rue just died up there after a while. His body rotted away and his bones of vast proportions, came tumbling down from time to time, and were shivered on the earth into countless fragments. These shattered bones of rue are scattered over every hill and valley of one of the islands, the very edge of the sea.
0: This must be meteors, right?
1: Thus the natives of Hervey Island account for the many pieces of porous lava and small pieces of pumice stone. Uh, The bones were very light and greatly resembled fragments of real bone.
0: Interesting. So that's cool. Remember that time that Jennifer Lawrence was in Hawaii on that, like, uh, (laughs) really, like, sacred and uh,
2: pristine nature reservation and historically relevant uh, piece of land?
1: Yeah, for the Hunger Games?
2: I don't know if it was for the Hunger Games or what,
0: but, yeah, she, like, wiped her ass on a rock that was considered by many to be quite, you know, important. And then she just laughed about it. She's cool. What a good person Jennifer Lawrence is.
1: I think the story was that she scratched her back on a rock and then one like rolled
0: down. I thought there was the butt stuff involved. Or is that always just where my mind goes? I'm not Well,
1: but I don't further I remember research kind is of required. what it is, but. Yeah, it wasn't the best interview for, you know, I colonizers. An- <laughs> <laughs> Not the best optics on that one.
2: Nah, no, no, no. That one
0: wasn't really thought through. Anyway, loved her as Mystique. So, do you have another tale? I do. This one is Maui snaring the sun, so he's catching. Mm-hmm.
2: Not not using it as like that, the high point on his drum set.
1: Right, and this is uh, Queen
0: Funny.
1: Liliuokalani.
0: Liliuokalani.
1: Family chant. Maui became restless and fought the sun with a noose that he laid, and winter won the sun, and summer was won by Maui. So. This is a more unique legend, and it spread pretty far across Polynesia. So it was told among the Maoris of New Zealand, the Kanakas of the Hervey and Society Islands, and the ancient indigenous peoples of Hawaii. So Samoans tell the same story without mentioning the name Maui. Polynesian stories of the origin of the sun are worthy of note before the legend of the change from short to long days is given.
0: I mean, I, we need the context
2: of what the change of short to long days is.
1: Okay, here we go. The Tongan Islanders tell a story of the origin of the sun and moon. They say that Vetea and their ancestor, Tongaiti, quarreled concerning a child, each claiming it as his own. In the struggle, a child was cut in two. Vetea. Squeezed and rolled the part he secured into a ball and threw it away far up into the heavens where it became the sun. It shone brightly as it rolled along the, the child. Heavens. That's right, half it was of the child.
0: hucked into the sp- into space
1: and sank down to Hawaii,
0: the netherworld. The netherworld of Hawaii? Yeah. Okay. But the ball came back again and once more rolled
1: across the sky. Tonga Iti. And let his half of child fall on the ground and lie there, until it made, until made envious by the beautiful ball Vatia had made. What was that? Until made envious by the beautiful ball Vatia had made. Oh. At last he took the flesh which lay on the ground and made it into a ball. As the sun sank, he threw his ball up into the darkness, and it rolled along the heavens the blood had drained out of the flesh while it lay upon the ground, and therefore it cannot become so red and burning as the sun, and so, had not life to move so swiftly.
0: I feel I can
2: relate to this just in terms of, like, whenever I have a blister or, like, a bad hangnail, and I just, I do, I do glean a lot of joy out of, like, getting that skin ripped off, and I, you <laughs> will, like, ball it up into, like, a
0: small, like, kind of cylindrical, or not cylindrical, spherical, little, globule and i'll play with it this is once again uh, as in many of these stories where i relate to a god (laughs) well this is the the um i mean this is a a (laughs) two ancestors
1: fighting over the corpse half of their child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to throw yeah, yeah. into the heavens to become the sun and moon, evidently. Which is
2: also something I can relate to, but I just figured that would be
0: a little too blue for the podcast right now.
1: Right, got you. Okay. So, the moon version was as white as a dead body, and because its blood was all gone, and it could not make the darkness flee away as the sun had done.
2: Once again, relating, white as a dead body. That's me.
1: Thus, day and night and sun and moon always remain with her. The legends of society islands say a demon in the west became angry with the sun, and in its rage ate it up, causing night. In the same way, a demon from, east, from the east would devour the moon. But for some reason, these angry ones could not destroy their captives, and were compelled to open their mouths and let bright balls come forth once more. In some places, the sacrifice of someone of distinction was needed to placate the wrath of the devourers and free the balls of light in times of eclipse. Here now, I think we're going into the Maui myth, now that we've talked about two different islands of different origins of the sun that's not the Maui myth.
2: We're, we're starting the Maui myth now?
0: Yes. <laughs> hey. Let's do it.
1: The moon, hill and dead in appearance, moves slowly, while the sun of life and strength moved quickly thus days were very short and nights were very long hey this is the thing mankind suffered from the fierceness of the heat of the sun and also from its prolonged absence Uh, day and night were alike a burden to men
2: i see not day and day and night being burdens to men
1: (laughs) the darkness was so great and lasted so long that fruits would not ripen After Maui had succeeded in throwing the heavens into their place and fastening them up so that they could not fall, he learned that he had opened a way for the sun god to come up from the lower world and rapidly run across the blue vault. This made two troubles for men. (laughs) (laughs) The heat of the sun was very great, and the journey too quickly over. (laughs) Maui planned to capture the sun and punish him for thinking so little about the welfare of mankind. Maui's mother was troubled very much by the heedless haste of the sun. She had many kapa cloths to make, for this was the only kind of clothing known in Hawaii, except sometimes a woven mat or long grass fringe worn as a skirt. So wrong. This native cloth was made by pounding the fine bark of certain trees with wooden mallets until the fibers were beaten and ground into a wood pulp. Then she pounded the pulp into thin sheets, from which the best sleeping mats and clothes could be fashioned. These kappa cloths had to be thoroughly dried, but the days were so short that by the time she had spread out the kappa, the sun had heedlessly rushed across the sky and gone down into the underworld, and all the cloth had to be gathered up again and cared for until another day should come.
2: Is this one of those things where a, a folktale goes into great detail about something that
0: ultimately... Has little bearing on the end of the story? Or is the clothing a big deal here?
1: Well, the clothing is significant because it's, like, the main resource of clothing as traditional knowledge, right? So not only is it describing how things are made.
2: I understand the importance of that, but, like, does it hold much bearing on the narrative going forward?
1: Yeah, so she couldn't fucking dry the cloth (laughs) because the sun was moving too far. And then, therefore, that's the perpetual,
2: like, forever darkness—the catalyst of the story. Yeah. Okay.
1: She can't make the clothes that are important. Okay. That's the thing.
2: Because they're—they've got like Hawaiian
0: Norway hours right now.
1: Yeah, it's Maui's mother, the moon goddess person, probably. Yeah. That person. So, also, food couldn't be prepared and cooked in one day, and even an incantation to the gods could not be chanted. Before they were overtaken by night. So, this was all very discouraging and caused great suffering, as well as much unnecessary trouble and labor. Many complaints were made against the thoughtless sun. Maui pitied his mother and determined to make the sun go slower so that the days might be long enough to satisfy the needs of men. Therefore, he went over to the northwest of the island on which he lived. This was Mount Aeo, the, an extinct volcano in which lies one of the most beautiful and picturesque valleys of the Hawaiian Islands. There you go. He climbed the ridges until he could see the course of the sun as it passed over the island. He saw that the sun came up on the eastern side of Mount Haleakala. He crossed over the plain between the two mountains and climbed to the top of Mount Haleakala. Haleakala.
0: There we go. There he watched the burning sun as it came up Kulu, and passed
1: directly over the top of the mountain. And Hawaiian words make me feel like I'm learning to read again. The summit of the mountain is a great extinct crater 20 miles in circumference and nearly 2,500 feet in depth. There are two tremendous gaps or chasms in the side of the crater wall. through it's which
0: hefty hole.
1: Yes. Through which in days gone by the massive bowl poured forth it's flowing lava before the volcano was extinct. One of these was Hula'u, or Eastern Gap, in which Maui probably planned catch the sun. <laughs> because you know this is a story. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mount Haleakala of the Hawaiian Islands means House of the Sun. La, or Ra, is the name of the sun throughout many parts of Polynesia.
0: And the world.
1: Ra was the sun god of ancient Egypt. Thus, the antiquities of Polynesia and Egypt touch each other, and today no man knows the full story. (laughs) Thereof, it's part of the legend, apparently. Indeed, the Hawaiian legend says Maui was taunted by a man who ridiculed the idea that he could snare the sun, saying, "You will never catch the sun. You are only an idle nobody."
2: It's interesting we bring up this connection to Egypt because
0: I was thinking earlier, and I guess now what we could call the Backstory context of Maui. Just the idea
2: of separating the earth from the sky goes back to Anunnaki beliefs
0: in ancient Sumeria. Uh, An and Ki were the earth and sky gods, respectively.
2: They were married and they needed to be separated, thus, separating the
0: earth from the heavens.
1: That's interesting.
0: I'm sure that replayed across countless cultures.
1: So, Hawaiian legend, Maui was taunted by a guy who just called him a big nobody. said, you can't do that. What are you even... Ta-?
0: That's fucked up.
1: Then Maui replied, when I conquer my enemy and my desire is attained, I will be your dad. Pretty intense. Okay.
2: I thought you were going to say dad. <laughs> a different kind of intensity, but one that's just as uh, intimidating.
1: After studying the path of the sun... Maui returned to his mother and told her that he would go and cut the legs off of the sun so he couldn't run so fast. His mother said, are you strong enough for this work? He said, yes. Then she gave him 15 strands of well-twisted fiber and told him to go to his grandmother, who lived in the Great Crater of Halea... Halea The Greater Manhattan
0: Area. What? What were you trying to say? Haleakala. Yeah. Lived in the crater, what? The great crater of that mountain. The ah.
1: Extinct volcano thing.
0: Yes. The intended snare for the sun.
1: Hina probably gave him 15 strands of well twisted fiber and told him to go to his grandmother for the rest of the things he needed in his conflict with the sun. She said, you must climb the mountain to the place where a large wheelie wheelie tree is standing.
2: It's a fetch quest.
1: There, you will find the place where the sun stops to eat cooked bananas prepared by your grandmother. Oh. Family betrayal here. Stay there until a rooster crows three times, then watch your grandmother go out to make a fire and put on food. You had better take her bananas. She will look for them and find you and ask who you are. Tell her you belong to Hina. Oh, it is Hina. Great. When she taught him all these things, he went to the tip of the mountain... To Kaupo, to the place Hina had directed. There was a large Wiliwili tree. Here he waited for the rooster to crow. The name of that rooster was another Hawaiian name. Give me a second. Kala'u'hele Helemoa. When the rooster had crowed three times, grandmother came out with a bunch of bananas to cook for the sun.
0: Say, bunch of bananas? Yep. Great.
1: She took off the upper part of the bunch and laid it down. Maui immediately snatched it away. In a moment, she turned to pick it up, but could not find it. She was angry and cried out, Where are the bananas of the sun? That's a great line. (laughs) (laughs) Then she took off another part of the bunch, and Maui stole that. Thus he did until all the bunch had been taken away. He was almost blind and could not detect him by sight, so she sniffed all around her until she detected the smell of a man. She asked, Who are you? To whom do you belong?
2: my brain just immediately goes Lord of the rings and the...
0: orokai speaking to Saruman. Some man-flesh.
1: <laughs> she sniffed him out. Maui replied, I belong to Hina. Why have you come? Maui told her, I have come to kill the sun. He goes so fast that he never drives the tapa Hina has beaten out. The old woman gave a magic ah, stone.
2: okay, see? It's all coming together for me. It's the... The initial description of the process of making those clothes.
1: Yeah, like I told you, it's the main impetus for the whole story.
0: I know, I just...
1: (laughs) The old woman gave a magic stone for a battle axe and one more rope. Because he already had some fibers. She taught him how to catch the sun, saying, Make a place to hide here by this large wheelie wheelie tree. When the first leg of the sun comes up, catch it with your first rope and so on, until you have used all your ropes. Fasten them to the tree, then take the stone axe and strike the body of the sun. Maui dug a hole among the roots of the tree and concealed himself. Soon the first ray of the light, the first leg of sun, came up along the mountain side. Maui threw his rope and caught it. One by one, the legs of the sun came over the edge of the crater's rim and were caught. Only... One long leg was still hanging down the side of a mountain. It was hard for the sun to move that leg. It shook and trembled and tried hard to come up. At last it crept over the edge and was caught by Maui with the rope given by his grandma. When the sun saw that his sixteen long legs held fast in the ropes, he began to go back down the mountainside into the sea. Then Maui tied the ropes fast to the tree and pulled until the body of the sun came up again. Brave Maui caught his magic stone club or axe and began to strike and wound the sun until he cried, Give me my life! Maui said, If you live, you may be a traitor. Perhaps I would better kill you. But the sun begged for life. After they conversed for a while... the
0: story is fucking gnarly.
2: I'm trying to... Like, yeah. are the legs metaphors for the rays of sunlight? I or? think so.
1: He had 16 of them.
2: Yeah. Kind of and weird. I can see that, like,
1: he runs pretty the fast, The one yeah. last
2: leg creeping over the side of the mountain being, like, the last light ray of sunlight. Poetic. It is, but I also very much am enjoying the mental image I have of just this, like, centipedal like, fucking body horror-esque fireball.
1: Yeah, I had, like, a ball full of like, floppy human legs in my brain.
2: Yeah, like, a real grafted scion type, but, um... No, this is, this is good. I'm, not not that I just went into this expecting it not to be good, but this, this imagery is fantastic.
1: After they conversed for a while, they agreed that there should be a regular motion in the journey of the sun. There should be longer
0: days. And. And. Sorry, typo again. And. And yet, half the time he
1: might go quickly, as in the wintertime. But the other half. He must go slowly, as in the summer. Thus, men dwelling on the earth should be blessed. Another legend says he made a lasso and climbed to the summit of Mount Haleakala.
0: Haleakala.
1: Haleakala. He made ready his lasso, so that when the sun came, lip the mountain side. Lip. Says lip, the mountain side.
0: Oh, over the lip of the mountain.
1: I guess so so when the sun came up over the lip of the mountainside and rose above him, he could cast the noose and catch the sun, but he only snared one of the sun's larger rays and broke it off. Again and again he threw the lasso, until he had broken off all the strong rays of the sun. Then he shouted exultantly, Exultantly? Thou art my captain. I will kill thee for going so swiftly. Then the sun said, Let me live, and thou shalt see me go more slowly the hereafter. Behold, hast thou not broken off all my strong legs and left me only the weak ones?
2: Some Gurren and shit, <laughs> where they're just hucking universes at one another, literally using a lasso to take off rays of the sun? This is
0: insane.
1: So the agree bit was made, and Maui permitted the sun to pursue his course, and from that day he went on more slowly.
0: <laughs> huh. Wow.
1: Anyway, Maui returned from his conflict with the sun, and sought for Momo, the man who had
2: ridiculed
1: Sorry, what? him, the guy who's like, "You're never near the sun. You're just a nobody."
2: But her name is Momo,
1: or Moe Moi. Oh, because it's got M O E M O E.
0: Yeah, yeah, Moe Moi.
1: Moe Moi, the man who had ridiculed him. Maui chased the man around the
2: Sorry, island. Sorry, I got really excited. I think I missed someone named Momo.
1: Maui chased this man around the island from one side to the other until they had passed through La Hyena, one of the first mission stations in 1828, apparently. There on the seashore, near the large black rock of legend.
2: That person that was turned to stone.
1: He found Moi, Moi. Indeed. Yeah, in the And previous that was the story, first
2: person that was turned to stone by Maui, right?
1: Yeah, the first person that made fun of him. Yeah. That got turned into a rock, that's where he just caught this other guy.
2: During his exploits of lifting the, the, lifting the heavens. Yeah, yeah. In the sky. So, did he place a moe moe next to this person and also turn them to stone?
1: Then they left the seashore and the contest raged up hill and down until Maui slew the man and changed the body into a long rock, which is there to this day by the side of the road going past black rock. Huh. Interesting.
0: Got long rock and black rock? Yes. I really like long rock. That's fun.
1: (laughs) Well, it's just into a long long pig. Just a general long rock. Yeah. Before the battle with the sun occurred, Mai went down to the underworld, according to the New Zealand tradition, and remained a long time with his relatives. In some way, he learned that there was an enchanted jawbone in the possession of someone whose ancestors, so he waited, hoping that he might at last discover it. After a time, he noticed that presents of food were being sent away to some person whom he had not met.
2: This is all in the underworld.
1: That's right. He's trying to get a magic jawbone.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: One day he asked the messengers, Who is it you are taking that present of food to? The people answered, It is for Muri, your ancestor. Then he asked for the food, saying, I will carry it to her myself. But he took the food away and hid it. And he did this for many days, and the presence failed to reach the old woman. By and by, she suspected mischief, for it did not seem as if her friends would neglect her so long a time, so though she thought she would catch the tricky one and eat it. She depended upon her sense of smell to detect the one who had troubled her. Just like the old lady who sniffed him out in the previous story. That's interesting. Mm. His mom's mom, grandmother. As Sir George Gray tells the story, when Maui came along the path carrying the present of food, the old chieftest sniffed and sniffed until she was sure she'd let you someone coming. She was very much exasperated, and her stomach began to distend itself so that she might be ready to devour this one oh when he came near.
0: <laughs> Oof,
1: then she turned towards the south and sniffed. Not a scent of anything reached her. Then she turned to the north and to the east, but could not detect the odor of a human being. She made one more trial and turned toward the west. Ah, then came the scent of a man to her plainly, and she called out, I know from the smell wafted to me by the breeze that somebody is close to me. (laughs) Maui made known his presence, and the old woman knew that she was a descendant of hers, and her stomach began immediately to shrink and contract itself again. Ah, not gonna eat her grandson. Mm. Then she asked, Art thou Maui? He answered, Even so and told her that he wanted the jawbone by which the great enchantments could be wrought. Then Mui, the old chiefess, gave him the magic bone, and returned to his brothers, who were still living on the earth. Then Maui said, Let us now catch the sun in a noose that we may compel him to move more slowly in order that mankind may have long days to labor in, and procure sustenance for themselves.
0: Yet yeah, the sun is already relinquished. Like, the sun is already-
1: Oh, this is for the New Zealand version.
0: Oh, I see. Yes. I see, I see.
1: Indeed, indeed. So
0: I was this say,
2: is the sun is complied. The sun is ready to yeah, this abide is by happens. its needs.
1: <laughs> so anyway.
2: Double it up. This is the alt skin.
1: Oh, so there's more versions of the legends here. Hmm. So we're now we're moving on to Society Island Legends. His mother advised him to have nothing to do with his son, who was a divine living creature in the form like a man, possessed of fearful energy, shaking his golden locks both morning and evening in the eyes of men.
2: Once again, the golden locks of the sun, probably a metaphor for its its rays?
1: hmm Lovely. Many persons had tried to regulate the movements of the sun, but it failed. But Maui encouraged his mother and his brothers by asking them to remember his power and protect himself by the use of enchantment. The Hawaiian legend states that Maui himself gathered the coconut fibers in great quantity and manufactured it into long ropes versus his mother. Other legends of other islands say he had the aid of his brothers and, while working, learned many useful lessons. While winding and twisting, they discovered how to make square ropes and flat ropes as well as ordinary round rope. In the Society Islands, it is said, Maui and his brothers made six strong ropes of great length. (laughs) Those he called royal nooses
0: were iariki. A lot of vowels in that one. Wow! So Maui and his brothers finished making all the ropes. They
1: got the magic jawbone from Mary the ancestors. They traveled all day and night, and concealed themselves by day so the sun should not see them and becomes too suspicious and watchful. In this way they journeyed, until at length they had gone very far to the eastward and had come to the very edge of the place out of which the sun rises. There they set to work and built on each side a long, high wall of clay, with hilts of boughs of trees at the end to hide themselves in. Here they laid a large noose made from their ropes, and Maui concealed himself on one side of this place on which the sun must come, while his brothers hid on the other side. Maui seized his magic, enchanted jawbone as the weapon with which to fight the sun, and ordered his brothers to pull hard on the noose and not be frightened or moved to set the sun free. At last the sun came rising out of his place like a fire spreading far and wide over the mountains and forests. He rises up. His head passes through the noose. The ropes are pulled tight. Then the monster began to struggle and roll himself about, while the snare jerked back and forth as he struggled. Ah! Was he not held fast in the ropes of his enemies?
0: Tightening, tightening, tightening.
1: Then forth rushed that bold hero Maui with his enchanted weapon, jawbone thing. Yeah, I
2: was gonna say, what did we know? What the, the jawbone of? Like what creature? No. Cool. Just
1: that the netherworld.
2: Oh shit! We so can get it. real.
1: Could be anything. There's
2: a lot of uh, artistic liberty that can be taken with the.
1: Yeah.
2: All right, that's fun.
1: The sun screamed aloud and roared. Maui struck him fiercely with many blows. It's
0: a corgi's (laughs) jaw.
1: They held him for a long time. At last they let him go, and weak from wounds, the sun crept very slowly and feebly along his course. In this way, the days were made longer so that men could perform daily tasks and fruits and plants could have time to
0: grow. Is this, man, is this whole episode your pitch for, like, keeping daylight savings time going because i know that debate's been reignited recently are you are you is this did the lobbyists get to you is this paid for by big sunlight
1: i um i i don't want daylight savings time i think it's stupid
2: yeah, I'm in the same boat, but I'm starting to think. I also feel like that,
1: there's a lot more legislation that's of utmost importance that could be passed. You think there's this bigger? You think there's bigger
2: things
0: at play solved. right now?
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But whatever. Guess we'll fix that non-problem.
0: <laughs> I feel sleepy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so those are the two stories. Mm-hmm. Um, those were that was, that
2: was more than two stories. There, that was a litany of stories.
1: Well. There, I guess the two main myths of the Maui lift in the sky,
2: and uh-huh. and then the snaring, snaring of, of the sun. sun,
1: and then the alternative versions of how that happened across Polynesia. Yeah, yeah. There's one more like mini thing that's similar to the Polynesian legends about um, sun snaring. And it's just a paragraph, so I'm gonna read it. Alrighty. An indigenous boy became very angry with the sun. For getting so warm. An indigenous
0: boy th- is angry with his son. With the son. Ah, okay, okay. So American indigenous, by the way.
1: That's mm, what we're talking about. Yeah. Now, became very angry with the son for getting so warm and making his clothes shrink with the heat. He told his sister to make a snare. The girl took sinews from a large deer, but they shriveled under the heat. Took her own long hair and made snares, but they were burned in a moment. Then she tried the fibers of various plants and was successful. Cool. Well, her brother took the fiber cord.
0: You're reading this for the first time?
1: Yeah. And drew it through his lips. <laughs> it stretched and became a long, a strong red cord. He pulled and it became very long. <laughs> he went to the place of sunshine. Once again, I relate a to snare, god and caught the sun. When the sun had been sufficiently punished, the animals of the earth studied the problem of setting the sun free. At last, a mouse as large as a mountain ran and gnawed at the red court. It broke and the sun moved on, but the poor mouse had been burned and shriveled into the small mouse of the present day.
0: Thank God. I, I, I want nothing to do with the world. You want a big mouse? A mountain-sized mouse? Nah, I'm good. I fucking hate rats as pets, let alone a mountain mouse. I think rats are cute. I know you do,
2: and this I is a rats. huge point of contention. Is it really? No.
1: Rats are
0: just cute. If no, well, you're wrong about that. Okay. I mean, we could just have a different opinions. Oh, uh, is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, right. right about this.
2: Well, anyway, thank you everybody for joining us this evening.
1: On our short little trip to visit Maui Legends. There's many more that we could go over and probably will at some point, but yeah. Yeah,
2: a little evening sojourn across the islands of Polynesia. Mm -hmm. It's been delightful. I won't call it French Polynesia. That's bullshit. It's Polynesia.
1: Well, they didn't call it French Polynesia in this book, so.
2: Yeah, good for them. (laughs) Once again, thank you. With any questions, uh, concerns, or uh, topic ideas, feel free at any time to email us. At, addstoryteller at gmail.com.
1: Also, if you have any favorite Maui stories where he's being a tricksy little devil, you can send those.
2: Yes, indeed. You can also get in touch with us directly via our Instagram at addstorytellingpodcast. Storytelling Podcast. I promise to be respectful and friendly on that platform, uh, as I am in every facet of my life. <laughs>
0: uh, anything you want, Maddie, to sign us out with?
1: thanks for hanging out with us when we're tired we hope you still had a great time
0: yeah yeah always appreciate you uh sticking through this at the end and
2: just joining us weekly you're what makes our world go right. you're the sun that we're trying to wrangle into submission <laughs>
0: every week here okay bye good night